0: Hey, shoujo fans, and welcome to episode 39 of Shoujo Sunday. This week, we're going to be reviewing the movie Belle. Let's dig in.
1: Watashi no kokoro ga Anamodo, baby I made you more than happy Kedo yukuri shiyone Brain freeze ko chui Dekiru ka Made it to a movie you guys i can't believe our auron coverage is really over but we hope you enjoyed it oh my gosh yeah i'm still
0: reeling from our auron coverage it's like Like i miss it but we have all those episodes to look back on when we're feeling like in the mood for auron true and
1: the fanfic guys like yeah please send us like five stars for the fanfic
0: yeah please go to my archive of our own and leave me kudos for my fanfic it would mean a lot to me honestly
1: yeah yeah but anyway let's get to
0: bell and i'm gonna dive right into our soft serve summary provided by good old wikipedia 17 year old suzu naito lives in the rural kochi prefecture of japan with a lost passion for singing and writing songs when suzu was young she witnessed her mother rescue a child from a flooding river at the cost of her own life causing her to resent her mother for abandoning her for a stranger's child and eventually grow distant from her father. She remains in contact with a group of older choir teachers who were her mother's friends. She is alienated from most of her classmates with the exception of her childhood friend and self-appointed protector, Shinobu Hisatake, on whom she has a crush. Popular girl Ruka Watanabe, sportsman classmate Shinjiro Kamishin Chikami, and her genius best friend Hiroka Hiro Bitsuyaku. Urged by Hiro, Suzu signs into the popular virtual world U and is appointed a beautiful avatar with freckles through the AI engine's biometric analysis, whom she names Bell the English translation of her own name. Upon logging into you, she finds herself capable of singing again. With the assistance of Hero, who has appointed herself Belle's manager and producer, Belle almost immediately becomes a bestseller on used music charts, and people start to refer to her as Belle, meaning beautiful in French. During one of Bell's concerts, an infamously strong and near-unbeatable user called the Dragon, or the Beast, arrives, fleeing from the Justices, a vigilante group led by self-righteous Justin, who begin fighting the Dragon and accusing him of disturbing the peace of you. Justin plans to unveil the dragon's identity to the public using a specialized program mostly reserved for Yu's owners. Intrigued by the dragon, Suzu begins to gather information about him. She discovers that he is popular amongst children who consider him to be their hero, particularly an 8th grader named Tomo who was in the news following his mother's death. Belle searches Yu for the dragon and is led to the dragon's hidden castle by a mysterious angel avatar. She meets the dragon and his five guardian AIs. Belle and the dragon grow close. In the real world, Ruka confides to Suzu that she likes Kamishin. With Suzu's help, the two confess their feelings after a long period of awkward embarrassment. In Yu, Justin captures and interrogates Belle, threatening to unveil her identity to the world if she refuses to cooperate. The dragon's AIs rescue Belle, but their intervention allows Justin and his group to locate the dragon's castle and set it on fire, destroying it. The dragon flees before Belle can find him and flee with him. Suzu and Hiro work to find out the dragon's real identity before Justin can warn him. They find a live video feed of Tomo singing a song only Belle and the dragon know and realize that Tomo is the angel avatar and his older brother Kay is the dragon. Kay and Tomo are being physically and mentally abused by their father. Kay's anger and protectiveness over Tomo is what gives the dragon his unbeatable strength in you. Suzu contacts Kay to try and help, but Kay does not believe that she is Belle and generally distrusts everyone offering to help since no help has ever arrived. Shinobu, Ruka, kami and the choir teachers reveal their knowledge of Belle's true identity and urge Suzu to sing to gain Kei's trust. Suzu unveils herself to the world of you and sings. Seeing this, Kei decides to trust her and tries to contact her again. Kei's father sees the video of his abuse posted online and cuts off the internet connection before Kei can tell Suzu their address. Using context clues, Ruka and Kamishin deduce that Kei's hometown is Kawasaki, Kanagawa, near Tokyo. Since the authorities cannot intervene on abuse charges until 48 hours have passed, Suzu locates Kei and Tomo on her own and protects them from their father. The next day, she and her father warmly greet each other at the station. Shinobu praises Suzu for her bravery and decides she no longer needs his protection, feeling free to pursue the friendship he has always wanted with her. Finally understanding her mother's selfless actions, Suzu comes to terms with her mother's death and is ready to open up to life. And that is our soft serve summary for Belle, brought to us by Wikipedia. Ooh, good job, Gianna. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. (laughs) Like I said that uh, reading summaries on Wikipedia is like reading on hard mode.
1: Uh, Do you have any theme ideas for this film? Yes, I have two. Okay. I said, you can be inspired by anyone in the world to endure all the pain that you're facing. Oh. Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. What's your second one? Oh, I said, well-meaning people want to help, and even if it might seem painful, there's no harm in accepting that support.
0: Oh, yeah. I really like both of those theme ideas. Those feel like a little stronger than what I have. I have two as well. One is just the basic don't judge a book by its cover, which I feel like comes up a lot in in themes in what we watch, especially lately. True. And I also have... But it holds true, though. It does. It really does. My second theme is sometimes being yourself is the scariest thing to do, but it's also the best thing that you can do.
1: That's really nice. Oh, thank you. Do you have any sprinkles on top? Sort of? Yeah, mine is a good sort of as well. Yeah. (laughs) Are we going to touch the songs? I had the opening and ending, but I know that, you know, there are songs throughout this, but still.
0: I actually didn't take notes on the songs individually. I was just sort of experiencing the Film.
1: Right, right. Not the same, honestly.
0: We can absolutely talk about the songs if you have stuff you want to say about them, though.
1: Yeah. So I wrote this as the opening song, guys. If it's not, I apologize, but I think it is. And it's called You, the letter U, obviously, because it's like for the app. And it's when Sarah's going and she's like, that song. Mm -hmm. That's been stuck in my head, honestly. Right? Oh my gosh. That song is, I mean, I am not a singer. That song is so technically difficult. Oh yes. Who does <laughs> the singers? Because baby, it could not have been me. I don't know how like it's like they switch and they're like la, 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 da, 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 and then all of a sudden, like voice change switch. like, Okay. <laughs> I actually the other day
0: I went on YouTube and I watched an acoustic performance of this by kylie mcneil who voices <laughs> bell and suzu in the film and i was just blown away and she's like strumming the guitar and doing all the vocals like it's incredible
1: yes like that is such a tough song and i feel that as an opening or I guess an intro into like what this movie is about. I think it's really immersive and beautiful, but sonically a lot going on, Mm. which is very reminiscent of the app itself with having like how many billion of users. Right. There's like so much going on within it. And then also I think that the lyrics are very pretty, but then it's a testament to the story as well because it's talking about leaving reality and then not going back. So, like, if you're not getting too caught up in, like, oh, I'm going from one point of the song to the next point of the song, and then you're you're listening to the lyrics, it's like, oh, wait, like, this is a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. So I thought it was a really great opening song. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It really captures the essence of the story right on top.
1: And then the ending song I have, it's the A Million Miles Away. Mm. Wow. Okay. So... Slight, <laughs> it's like early Rocky Road. I won't go fully into it. Right. I was going to say, cue me crying. <laughs> well, the song is beautiful. I feel like it does so much... For somebody, I think if you've ever been if you ever had a point where you felt so isolated and alone and you had no one to turn to. And if somebody like sang me the song, like not that they would sing me the song, but I think the song is sort of like a demonstration of the level of effort that like a well-meaning person would go through to try to help you out of a really dark space. Mm. And I just think that it's amazing, especially like once it gets to the point where you see Suzu is sort of singing it. Like she's not singing like words, but it's like she's singing and then she's getting everyone else around her to also sing. Mm -hmm. And it just felt as if you're not by yourself. There are people that are here that want to help you. They don't have to be beside you to want to help you. And like, it just kept getting louder and louder and louder. And I just, I love A Million Miles Away. Yeah, I feel like I want to save more of what
0: I want to say about that for Rocky Road. Yeah, yeah. That song, in the softest, most gentlest way, hits you like a truck.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, truck coon is coming.
0: Truck-kun returns.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Do you have any other like sprinkles on top or do you do you have more music notes? I have the freckles. Oh, okay. I think that's basically I think that would be a good end point for me for sprinkle on top. The freckles, I think they're like a perfect imperfection. Right. And so it's kind of the thing that connects Suzu and Belle is the fact that they both have these freckles. So even if they don't look alike, there's still something that is the same inherently about them. And I mean, obviously, Suzu is Belle, so of course they're the same. The singing voice is the same. But I think that you just see Suzu putting so much work to like sort of other herself in relation to this persona that she created in the app. And so I just like the fact that, you know what, these freckles kind of connect them together.
0: Yeah. I really loved that those freckles were what made her believe that she was this beautiful girl. She was this beautiful avatar. She's like, no, that's me. This feature is unique to me. So it has to be me.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I love that. Do you have sprinkles on top? I do.
0: I have the most obvious sprinkle it's like a, a sprinkle that's bigger than the other sprinkles because it's such an obvious sprinkle on top it's just that this is you know it's a modern take on beauty and the beast and I'm, I'm sure we all kind of gathered that i wrote down two quick little scenes that were like direct parallels from beauty and the beast okay so there's a moment when i refer to him as the beast i know that he's also like the dragon but for the parallel sake i'm gonna refer to him as the beast so the beast saves bell from the, I call them the moderator superhero cops, the vigilante guys, and he gets hurt in the process, which is very similar to the way the Beast saves Belle from a pack of wolves in the woods and gets hurt, like, right before their relationship starts to turn you know turn into romance in the original so that's one instance of a direct parallel and the second one is that the the moderator superhero cops raid the castle just like the angry mob does in beauty and the beast and there are probably more direct parallels but those are the two i wrote down
1: no i think that those those speak to the connections that i also saw as well i didn't mind the parallels i do think that this feels a little banana split though
0: Do you want to save it? No.
1: Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I do think that they could have named it the Freckled Princess or something.
0: Yeah. Why? I'm curious. (laughs) I I feel like... Is it because of like all the not parallels?
1: (laughs) Because I think that we already could tell that this is like a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. And the lead in there is Belle. And the lead in this one is also Belle and i don't know i feel like it's just a little confusing i think it's a little confusing because then she named herself okay so suzu's name means bell b-e-l-l and then that's what she goes by in the u app and then people start calling her bell b-e-l-l-e like bell the character in beauty and the beast And then we have the different parallels of Beauty and the Beast, which is fine. It's supposed to be a retelling. But I feel as if like, I don't think that it was, I don't think that this was called Belle in the Japanese version. I think the Japanese version, it was called The Dragon and the Freckled Princess. Oh, Oh, I love that. Which is so pretty. And so I'm just kind of like, I would have liked The Dragon and the Freckled Princess or even just The Freckled Princess. I think that the extra, like, we're also going to call this movie Belle. It's like you're hammering it home too much. Like, like I get it. Yeah, you know, I think I would have liked that
0: title better. It's just, it's more... It's more intriguing to me.
1: Yeah. It makes me want to know more. Like the freckled princess. What about the freckled princess?
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you want to get into floats your boat? Yeah. Alrighty. So I feel like I say this a lot up top with stuff that we watch, but the animation, the backgrounds, and the use of color throughout the film are just breathtaking. Really, really good visually. It's so beautiful.
1: And I also like the sort of dichotomy between the real world and then the world of you in that there's so much to see and interact with and be exposed to when you're like within the you app. But then when you're seeing Suzu's home life, it's really idyllic. And she's surrounded by nature. And there isn't a sense that she has to rush to do anything. And so I just like the juxtaposition of it. Like, okay, online, this is what life is. But in real life, it's much calmer. Yeah, they really did separate the
0: worlds very well visually and like with the mood and everything it feels very hustle and bustle in you compared to her real life
1: yeah i think i would have that that would just make me i don't know because i have social anxiety and so when i am in crowds I do feel anxious. I need to have a fidget spinner with me or like, I don't know what I'm emotionally support squeezing, but I'm squeezing something (laughs) (laughs) to like get through the crowd. But like there's so many people online. It's just interesting for me to see how Suzu interacts with it because Suzu also has like anxiety, but here she is able to like be this well-loved singer online and surrounded by people but when she's by actual people like she can't handle it i actually i relate to that (laughs) i relate to that strongly
0: honestly really i am very introverted but i love to perform and i love to be on stage but When I'm trying to talk to people, I
1: stumble over my words a lot. See, I never would have guessed that. Oh, yeah. No, I think you're just like, oh, you know what? Gianna can conquer it all, okay? Like, she plays all of these instruments. She's so creative. She has all of these ideas. She takes things by charge. I always like it when she's leading. Not that I don't mind when I lead episodes, (laughs) but I always like it when she leads. So, like, her just being like, oh, you know... I'm introverted. I would never have guessed. I would have been like, what? <laughs> oh, well thank you. Gosh, thank
0: you for all the the kind words. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like something changed. We don't have to get into my my like mental health history or whatever, but I feel like something changed at one point. And I, I went from being so overconfident to very nervous <laughs> all the mm. time about everything. So I you know, it's it's an ongoing thing that I'm working on and having suzu as like an example of someone who can be both was honestly really comforting for me
1: yeah yeah because she i think it's just a really good representation of like how a lot of people are Mm -hmm. i feel that way as well although i'm not as talented as you guys um i'm talented i'm not gonna say i'm not yes you are but i'm not instrumentally savvy okay (laughs) that's a way to put it (laughs) i'm not talented in that way in particular or whatever but yeah i feel like the anxious part of me it's like i got it i got where she was coming from or suzu was coming from yeah yeah honestly
0: speaking of me like relating to suzu when she is handed a piano and she's immediately like what's this and she starts playing it and she never stops playing it oh my god it was like watching my childhood play out like my parents got me this little yellow fisher price keyboard when i was three and the rest is history i was like wow this is so cool what can i do with this this makes this sound i can try this i can listen to this thing by ear and kind of mimic it and it's just like She was doing the same thing. It
1: was so cool to just watch that on screen. Her parents were just really supportive as well and just like not trying to make her stop, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, like if this is something that she really likes, let's encourage this. Mm -hmm. Let's help her get to where she wants to be. So that was just really beautiful to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really was.
1: What are some of your likes? I think something that I liked, and this is introducing another character that's in the film, is Shinobu. Mm. So Shinobu is Suzu's childhood friend and... You kind of see him throughout the film a little bit more towards the end, where he was kind of there to see how Suzu was before her mom passed away, and then also how Suzu is currently. And so, something that I liked about him is the fact that he was paying attention to her. So, as much as Suzu tries to sort of erase herself or make herself smaller when she's around other people, like based off of her anxiety, it was good to see that there was somebody that was watching her but like in a caring manner you know like as if to see if she was okay so i really like that about shinobu and then also i learned that manny jacinto jacinto i don't know if that's how you say your last name manny but that he was voicing shinobu and manny is very fine um Oh, wait, um, wait, I'm going to Google. Very fine. (laughs) Very beautiful. Very fine. Oh, yes. Very fine. Yes, very fine. And (laughs) I just want to say, like, you you are perfect to voice this role as the potential love interest person, I guess. But whatever, you're just fine. So, yes, thank you for being part of this film. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like this has been a floats your boat. Thank you.
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) fantastic um so i actually i only had 10 total floats your boat for for this so my next one is right as suzu gets into the world of you Mm. i don't
1: know if you have anything before that when suzu first gets into it or yeah like when she like first logs in oh okay now i think i could just go off of what you're talking about yeah
0: okay yeah okay So I think Suzu discovering her voice as Belle is so powerful. She's not singing for anybody but herself in that moment when she's discovering that she has her voice still despite everything. It's just for her own passion and for herself, but her voice captures the attention and admiration of those around her immediately. She's like unleashing something that she hasn't been able to since she lost her mother. And I just love that sequence. Yes,
1: and then when like the speaker well comes out, I was like, "Oh, okay." Like I knew she was a hot ticket item. Okay, because the speaker well doesn't come out for nobody. (laughs) No, no. Now we don't really see the speaker well come out for anybody else. But that's besides (laughs) the point. it just highlights just how beautiful Suzu's voice is. And so having her, you're right, having her rediscover herself, her sound, um, it was really be- like just brilliant to see that.
0: It was. It was. Again, my thing, I think, jumps a little bit. I have a moment between Hero and Suzu. So I don't know if
1: you want to go next. I think I was just going to talk about the overall depiction of the internet. Oh, great. Yeah, that'd be a good place to go. Yeah. So I really enjoyed how Hosoda, the director, how he depicted the internet. In Bell, I think that he did a really good job in showing how overwhelming it can be for somebody to go viral, mm-hmm. especially like when you are just a regular person. And so it's just you start off and you're just like everyone else. But then online, you're like bigger than life somehow. I thought it was just spot on the way that they showed that along with how you could see negative comments and positive comments. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated the fact that when you would see people talking about what was going on with the film I guess like slight exposition or whatever, you would hear different voices anytime you would see these comments pop up and they would look sort of like text messages but you would see all of the negative comments of like, oh I don't really like this the singing's not that great and then you would see the positive Positive comments of how beautiful it was and how they wanted to listen more to Belle and things like that. And so I just thought that overall, it was a really nice experience to behold.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Especially... Being able to see the positive and negative comments, I felt like it was so accurate to how the internet works.
1: Yes, and how quick it is, too. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, that reminded me, like, sort of of tweets as well. Like, I mean, I think you sort of takes off of a bunch of different social media platforms, but it's like, I don't know, like Twitter, Tumblr, um- <laughs> uh twitch i guess yeah, yeah there were so many instances of like different platforms sort of being touched on within the film but yeah i think that overall they did a really good job like depicting the internet and how it sort of is now yeah absolutely for sure
0: so there is a moment between hero and suzu that i appreciated The two of them are eating together, and Hiro makes a comment about how if her mom ever found out she had a crush on their physics teacher, which that could, this could, this probably could be in Banana Split just for that sentence. For real. Uh, She said her mother would, (laughs) quote, foam at the mouth and die at that. And then she immediately realizes that she said something that she shouldn't have and kindly apologizes to Suzu. And I just appreciated seeing that that hero was able to recognize that she said something she shouldn't have and just immediately try to make it right.
1: Yeah. And y- you know what else I like about their friendship is just the fact that, you know, Suzu being Belle and how it wasn't just her doing it all on her own. It was a joint project between her and Hero. Yeah. So she didn't have to like struggle with all of that on her own and making these different decisions and stuff. Um, She had someone to commiserate with.
0: Yeah, it's really good that she had somebody to lean on, especially with how socially anxious she is. It's nice that she had someone to kind of help her go in the right direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What have you got next? The dragon. Mm -hmm. So let's get into K the dragon. Yes. So I like that the first time we meet him, it's like overpowered, like male protagonist that can kick everybody's ass, disrupts (laughs) everything. So even though Belle is supposed to have like to sing and stuff, we get to meet the dragon and see just how strong he is how he's able to get away from everyone and how he's able to sort of get this hold on people so like everyone wants to know who he is and he's sort of a divisive person or subject on you and so it's like you either love him or you don't like him And so I just thought his entrance into the film was really cool.
0: Yeah, it was very intriguing. I immediately was wondering who the dragon could be right like i didn't know if it was someone in her immediate life i was like trying to go through the people i'm like what are the odds that it's like her dad somehow and this film is about her repairing her relationship with her father
1: Ooh,
0: or like is it shinobu because obvious you know bell plus beast romance right who could it possibly be i was like racking my brain the whole time so they made him extremely interesting and intriguing and hard to guess
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, even at one point, I was just like, is it Ruka or Kamishin? Oh, my God. Wait. Ruka as the beast would have been so interesting because they
0: make such a big deal about how beautiful she is at the beginning. If she was
1: the beast,
0: like my mind's blowing right now. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. You know, uh Somebody should hire me. I don't know. I'll be trying. I
0: think they should. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody
1: hire Chica right now. (laughs) Right. Hire me. Our email is in our show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i was just like is it ruka is it kamish i was just i was racking my brain as well like who could possibly be the dragon Mm -hmm. and i just never expected the dragon to be who it ends up being yeah but it was just really it was really great to sort of see how this beast works
0: yeah, I felt like I had such a torn opinion about the Beast for most of the film. I didn't write it in Banana Split or anything because I was just like, is he bad? Is he good? And then like the more you learn, it's like, oh, he's hurting. Yeah. Um. So just kudos to the writing on this for sure. I think he's such an intriguing character.
1: Most definitely. I think he's very, there's so many layers to him. Mm-hmm. There's almost as many layers to him as there are like the bruises that show up on um, his cape and you yeah but it was good to like sort of get the chance to like dig deep and figure out who this character was and how uh he impacted suzu and you as a whole
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the next thing that i have is ruka and kamishin
1: oh yeah they're so cute okay
0: <laughs> this is possibly my my favorite moment in the whole movie
1: <laughs> it has to be because you're the romance girl it is i'm like i'm sorry but i'm not sorry this is
0: my favorite moment in the whole movie <laughs> oh my gosh when ruka confesses to suzu that she has a crush on Kamishine, i was like wait oh i love that it's the weird boy i love that it's the weird boy so much and then uh, they run into Kamishine at the station and she's like i believe in you and kamishine had previously mistaken suzu saying that like she believes in him or she's rooting for him as her like confessing feelings he's like wait is this you confessing and then like they had to tell him no it's not and then ruka's like I-, I believe in you and she's like blushing her face is so red and he's like wait does this does this mean that she likes me and suzu's just like yeah he's like wait really and it's <laughs> the most prolonged awkward embarrassing confession scene I, I think I've possibly ever seen. I would compare it to other stuff, but I don't want to spoil anything for anybody for other animes. But I literally wrote in my notes like, oh my god, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm rolling. I am squealing. I am dying.
1: <laughs> it was so adorable. I just love the fact that Suzu was there as like this conduit of their love. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to make this work out. And so the fact that she was like, coaching Kamishin, (laughs) like, you've got to say something to Ruka, you can't just leave. And then eventually, like, they get to talking and everything. It was so adorable. And then on top of it, what was the cherry on top of this Sunday was the fact that Sheen and Ruka bonded over their love of Belle. Mm. Meanwhile, Suzu is Belle. And I was like, yes, <laughs> OK, this is my multiverse.
0: <laughs> She's like backing out. She's like, oh, no, they're, they're talking about me now. No, that, that I don't want this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But it's so sweet to see them bonding over that.
1: Yes, it was so adorable. And like you said, I just love the fact that, like, he was this, I don't know, isn't he more of a himbo? Don't you think? Kamishin? Yeah. Yeah, I would kind
0: of kind of, but I feel like a lot of people thought he was like weird. At least that's the impression I got when I was
1: watching. Mm. Like maybe a weird himbo because (laughs) of the fact he's like doing rowing like all on his own. Yeah. And like he doesn't get like context clues Mm. of the fact that when someone likes him or doesn't like him. But I love the fact that it's like, here's the most popular girl and she is totally gone off of this dorky athlete guy who's so enthusiastic about like rowing. But he's also very positive guy. Mm. So this isn't to say like, oh, he's like dumb as rocks. It's not like that. He is just very into rowing and he made the championships and stuff. Right, like he's good. Yeah, he's really good. He just wants more people to like bond with. Mm. And so it's just so cute to see like the fact that we at least got some love fulfilled within this film made me very happy because it was very much so needed.
0: Very much so. Yeah, this this scene Does it all for me. (laughs) Yeah. So I just put that the tension in the conversation Suzu and Shinobu have across the traffic is really, really well established. You can, like... feel the tension between them. I was like, oh my god, please, will one of you just like cross the street already? But that also gave Shuzu a perfect cinematic escape when she didn't know how to reply to him. But yeah, I really liked the way that scene was constructed.
1: I love that he knew. I was just like, yes okay because he was watching he's been watching this entire time and so anybody else would just be like bell has to be this bell has to be that plenty of people were thinking oh bell must be ruka and he's just like no it's suzu and i was just like yeah okay male lead <laughs> okay you better recognize her yeah i was very gassed that he knew that it was her
0: yeah And if anybody should be able to, it should be him. He's been watching her the closest out of anybody. Right, right, yeah.
1: So the people closest to Suzu all go to her old elementary school. And in that moment, even though it's like really Hiro and Suzu talking to each other and they're figuring out who the beast or dragon is and what's going on, that all of these people came together to support her. And it's like not just like the kids in her life or the other classmates. It's also the choir that she's in that they all come to support her in that moment. Yeah, I also liked that in conjunction with it, when they're getting to that point of they're trying to figure out how to get Kay to talk to them, that Shinobu acts as if he's Suzu's conscience, right? Like he's saying what she really wants to do, despite the fact that Hiro, who's like her best friend and producer, is just like, you don't know why we've been anonymous for so long. It's going to ruin everything. And then Shinobu's like, no, she needs to face the music quite literally, (laughs) (laughs) quite literally. Um, And then she ends up being unveiled. And I love that it felt, for me, it felt like a reverse magical girl transformation. Oh, wow. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. She started off, like, with the roses, her outfit. Like, obviously, the Belle avatar is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And then she's unveiled, and it's her for real. It's like, wow. Like, you know. But, I mean, even if it's a reverse magical girl transformation, like, she still has that magic because it's her voice. Like, I just love that. Honestly, after bell is unveiled to be suzu
0: the og internet pop star peggy Sue immediately feels for her like she was kind of jealous of bell the whole film yeah
1: she was but then she
0: sees suzu being an ordinary girl and peggy Sue is like oh she's just like me so she relates to her and i love that she immediately is able to drop that jealousy she held for her the whole film And she even gets defensive of Suzu when two nearby girls are like laughing at her for being unveiled to be this regular girl. It was really nice to see that turnaround from Piggy Sue.
1: Yeah. And just to see like so many people sympathizing with her and just talking about how she's just a young girl. She's just like everyone else. Yeah. And I think the emphasis on that, it just shows people that, you know, you don't need to be extraordinary to be passing off the right message oh
0: for sure for sure um my other thing uh so in this scene with all this beautiful singing and i'm crying everyone's crying justin is losing all of his sponsorships yes and that brings me so much joy i'm like tackling as all of his sponsorships are dropping
1: him all at once i felt so vindicated right honestly i was just like you are going way too hard (laughs) like way way too hard with this what do you do in real life you know right
0: There's always
1: that one moderator
0: who goes too far.
1: Yeah. And so for me, I was just I liked seeing him lose his sponsorships because ultimately you're unveiling a young girl. Mm -hmm. Like you're literally attacking a minor. Mm -hmm. And for what? You need to protect you from what? What are you protecting you from? It wasn't as if the dragon was a terrorist or a murderer or any of those things. He just didn't like that he didn't have control. So I'm glad that we got to see that. Oh, definitely. So when Suzu is singing A Million Miles Away, she has this light come out of her. It reminds me of when you see like you go to a concert and people like pull their lighters out. I mean, I know now it's like their phones, but they would pull their lighters out. And then they would be kind of moving back and forth because the ballad is so good. (laughs) Yeah. But then in the U app, it was just like this light sort of coming out of their chest and everybody started doing it. And they were all singing right to Kay, who's the dragon. And oh, my gosh, I was so emotional because I just thought it was just gorgeous. I loved it. I love the sentiment. I felt all of those lights. It's like, yes, they're reaching him. They're reaching him. Yeah, really. It was
0: such a beautiful moment. Such a beautiful moment. That's all definitely more rocky road for me, mm. but for sure floats your boat because I I just loved every moment of it. Yeah. Um, my last floats your boat is that Suzu finally agrees to have dinner with her dad. Yeah. And I hope that that is the start of a new relationship between the two of them where they can be there for one another.
1: Yeah. I think that the dad, well, you know what, that's a different segment, but <laughs> I'm glad that that they reconciled. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important, especially if you lose a parent. Uh, I think just depending on the relationship, y'all. Like, if you're no contact, you're no contact. But I'm saying, like, if you do have a good relationship, or it's at least an okay relationship with your parents, and then you lose one of them, it's really good to be able to lean on the other one because you're both feeling that same level of grief.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any more floats your
1: boat, or do you want to head into banana split? Banana split. Okay. Do you want to kick it off? Sure. So speaking of her dad. (laughs)
0: Great segue. I
1: wanted to. (laughs) Speaking of Suzu's dad. um, Why couldn't he do more to entice Suzu to eat? Right. I was kind of confused
0: about that whole thing. I I don't. Let me see. I I put it somewhere. Yeah, I actually put it in Ice Cream You Scream, but I'll say it now. I was just kind of confused about their relationship. I didn't know if she resented him somehow for what happened with her mom, even though he didn't have any control over that. It sounded like he was really trying to be there for her, but she just kept pushing him away, and I wasn't really clear
1: on why. I also wasn't clear on why he was allowing it. Yes, exactly. That too. Because that's that's your kid. Why are you allowing her to not respond to you, to run off or whatever. And I think that some of the things, it's like banana split, ice cream, ice cream. I think, you know, her behavior that she was exhibiting, you would think that something happened to her. Like something traumatic i'm not 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 just her mother's death like something else Mm. and so it took me a while to just in general i guess basically till the end to get the vibe that he's not a bad guy he's just really soft right and parenting yeah which isn't i think parenting can happen in all shapes ways forms sizes methods or whatever but i think that he wasn't doing enough to make sure that suzu was adjusting and i think or at least when it comes back to the food the bare minimum is you can make sure that she eats like take her phone away until she responds to you right there are things you can do yeah you know yeah
0: okay i have a really really funny banana split and i think i'm i'm gonna probably cut this but i just want to say this to you at least okay i couldn't help but think that maybe they could have gone with a different character design, because i don't are you aware of who belle delphine is oh my god yeah isn't that the girl that like
1: was like farting in jars
0: no she was the one selling gamer girl bathwater. okay she wears a pink wig and she does like heavy blush and sometimes freckles and stuff and i'm like yeah oh oh God. the character design the, when the name i just i
1: had some notes maybe we could have done something different <laughs> right oh my gosh yeah i wonder if the character designer because it wasn't the director i wonder if the character designer is a Belle delphine fan oh
0: no (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god um but a a more film oriented banana split for me would be uh, there was a lot that confused me in the timeline and world building of this film. Mm. So I'm just going to start with, I felt like for me personally, maybe on a second watch, it would register differently. There was a montage of Belle going viral in you. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this came off as more of an info dump the next day, or however many days had passed, because I thought only a day had passed. When she's talking with Hiro, they're making it sound like this growth has been going on for a while. And Suzu saying that people are making cool arrangements and remixes of her songs (plural), so there there are multiple songs, like mm. it's an ongoing thing. I just got so confused about the timeline. I just had no idea how much time had passed since she first sang in you. There was nothing to really say concretely. Oh, a few days have passed. Oh, a week has passed. Oh, a month has passed, and this is how popular she is. It was just like she sings in you. There's this weird montage, and then they're talking about it, and I have no context.
1: Right. I feel like in the montage, they tried to show off seasons. Oh. I might be wrong. I have to go back and look. Okay. I think they tried to show off different seasons like fall, winter, da da da. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, then that's me for missing it. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's just you. I think that, like, um they show her going viral. And then I think that there could have been, I guess we could say this in Banana Split. I think that there could have been more structure to the film and mm-hmm. how certain scenes were handled, um, how certain storylines were finished or not. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know that, like, you know, the main point they were trying to get to the fact that Belle is this viral sensation. She's so big. She's so Important, And then here's the dragon to show like how they're opposites, you know, and get to that point of the story. I think there could have been more time with that. It just didn't happen. But I think we could have gotten a little bit more structure on on that. But yeah, like I said, you know, I think there are even other points of the film where it's like, and I had questions. So you see that Suzu is trying to sing and she's singing by herself and then she ends up throwing up on herself. That was slight ice cream. You cream, because girl, it got in your hair. Oh, Yeah. So she like to the point of vomiting, she couldn't sing. And then she gets into the app and then she can sing. And so one of my questions was just like, Okay, well, you can't be silent (laughs) if you're singing and you you have to be singing. So does her dad hear her singing? Oh wow, okay.
0: Yeah. I think they had shown her at one point with like a microphone under her blanket, which like that that's not gonna block anything or not much, at least. I mean, is that a weighted blanket? Because otherwise it's not going to do
1: much. Right. You're just muffling the noise. You're ruining the noise if you're going to be under a weighted blanket. But still, even if you're under a blanket, you're saying you're doing high notes There's no way that your dad doesn't know that you're singing. Yeah. So why isn't that a conversation (laughs) and stuff? Or if you're doing it, like, is she just going to the old elementary school and singing, you know? And then not to say that, you know, grief, it happens for everyone and it all doesn't look the same. I just don't know why it progressed into such intense social anxiety. Hmm. Not to say that she can't have social anxiety, but it's like she seemed fearful of the people around her that even knew her. I think it's one thing if you're online and there's these people saying hateful comments and stuff about you, but then it's a different thing where it's like, okay, you've went to school with some of these people. Like, why are you this afraid of interacting with them? Like, they aren't going to do or say anything to you.
0: I don't know. I don't know if her social anxiety is supposed to be linked to the death of her mother i don't mm. know if
1: that's clear yeah that could have been clearer is it like is it like <laughs> right it?
0: <laughs> yeah there's there's some stuff that could have been clearer in this film <laughs> right right yeah honestly speaking of things that could be clearer i would love to learn more about the U app yeah. i think it's really interesting but I don't really know what happens in it. You kind of just see Belle performing and people traveling en masse, like just going around. What do you? Is it just like a virtual world? Do y'all just hang out? Are there quests? Are there games? Are like what? Is it
1: meta? Like yeah. is this what meta supposed to be?
0: <laughs> is this VR <laughs> chat? Like like what's happening? I don't right. know what it is. I I don't have an answer, but I would love more information.
1: Yeah, I also wanted to know like why isn't there a clear delineation between minors and adults in this app? Mm. Because. I mean, based off of the way Justin was acting and trying to be this authoritative like figure, he's clearly coming off as an adult and he's losing sponsorships because he is threatening literal children. So shouldn't there be something in the app that just indicates this is a minor you should know you're talking to a minor. And then I mean, I guess they couldn't do that because he couldn't have that level of sympathy for the dragon. But yeah, so I wondered about that. I think in general, her best friend's a banana split too. Yeah. Heroes kind of a lot. Yeah. And I feel like I'm being generous because I could <laughs> I could put her some <laughs> so like, it's like, I, could put you, I could put you somewhere else, but I think she's a bit of a banana split because You know, she's more of a Debbie Downer.
0: Yeah. It's like she's fiercely supportive of Suzu, which is great because, you know, I feel like Suzu needs a lot of support to Mm -hmm. feel comfortable. Yeah. And she's tech savvy and that's cool. But she's also like kind of brash and pessimistic. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you have any other banana split?
0: Yeah, I have two more banana split. Okay. So... (laughs) I'll start off with like as the the lighter one. There's this moment where the choir one of the choir members is telling Suzu a story, and I'm like, "Oh, this is an interesting story. This sounds really, you know, I wonder where this is gonna go." And so she's telling her about how she wrote a song for a lone wolf type boy with razor sharp eyes when she was studying abroad during her senior year of high school. And I'm like, "That's romantic." And then we find out that that it was an eighth grader and she was a senior in high school that she was romancing or wanted to. And she I guess she dropped it after that, which is good to hear. But it's in banana split because goddamn, it started off so cute. And this is where we ended.
1: It ends with jail. <laughs> it ends with jail. <laughs> it ends with jail. Let me find out somebody was singing to my nephew and they were in high school, mm-hmm. you know, going to college and he is in middle school. I would no. I would tell their parents. Yeah, yes. that,
0: would, that would probably be the way to go for sure.
1: Yes. Okay, yes, self edit. I would tell their parents. <laughs> <laughs> I would because. tell their
0: parents.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because there's no way. Like, what is attractive about somebody that doesn't pay taxes? Please. Oh my god.
0: Right. This eighth grade. But eighth oof, grade. My skin. My skin crawls. I can't even say the sentence fully. Ugh.
1: Oh my gosh. It's like that. Villi. What's that girl? Remember Mary Kay. Mary Kay latorno, Oh. God, I don't. Why don't I actually don't remember that? You don't the the teacher that screwed her students. Oh, the teacher. Okay, yep, I remember. Yeah, and they had kids. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Let me. I
0: have one more banana split. Regroup. Sorry, y'all. Regroup. <laughs> 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 All right. So we have a beautiful moment where Belle is singing to the beast or the dragon, and they suddenly transform the room and their outfits into having their own private ball in what was just a desolate castle that she was singing in. And I just, I gotta say, I am still just kind of confused about a lot of things. I don't know what her motive is. I don't know how she feels towards the beast. Does she connect with him because he's obviously hurting and she knows what deep hurt is? Does she feel romantically towards him, which would be hard to get behind romance because of the way he was acting like it's cool that he was like impossible to beat and kicking ass and stuff but he was also like kind of mean to her yeah she's just singing to this beast and the choir members are like oh you're in love aren't you and it's i i didn't i was so confused (laughs) about a lot right
1: because this is before we knew who Kay was yeah so we're looking at this dragon i'm just like is this supposed to be romance and so at the point when it like everything switches and they're dancing with each other i was just kind of like this feels unearned Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. you know he's been so abrasive and gruff For so long, there's barely been any softening with him. Yeah. So to sort of have this scene where it's like they're dancing together, it's Beauty and the Beast. And it's like there's no... The buildup is missing, so it was just kind of like, where are we, where are we going with this?
0: Yeah, I was definitely confused.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you want to
0: head into Rocky Road?
1: Sure. All right.
0: Do you want to kick it
1: off? Okay. So, well, let's just first off, let's go with the mama. Yeah. So Suzu's mom dies saving another child. Yeah. Which I mean, banana split on why didn't that child become her BFF? Or, I mean, maybe it was hard, but still, but anyway. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. Right. I didn't consider that. Because I'm just like, I mean, she's all regretting this and that. But it's like, if you had the person that she saved, like being part of your life or celebrating the death anniversary or whatever, that's another layer that could have been explored, in my opinion. For
0: sure. For sure. Someone hire Chica.
1: My God. For real. I mean, the, the email is in our show notes.
0: <laughs> right. Oh my goodness.
1: Um, I think the picture. So, first off, we find out that the picture of her mom. That's like, I guess, supposed to be part of the shrine. They don't really have a shrine, but it pans over to this picture of her mom a lot. Suzu was the one that took that photo. Mm. And so it's just like, oh, like we get to see, this is how Suzu remembers her. This is how she sees her. She took this photo. This is how everybody should see her mom. And so I just felt really bad for her that she lost her mom at a really young age. Yeah, And that there wasn't really that support i feel like she needed to have like a motherly figure in her life which is kind of confusing because the choir exists yeah so slight i guess slight ice cream you cream in that but i think that she really needed somebody to kind of sit her down and talk with her about her feelings and unearth that grief and help her understand what happened versus leaving her to her own devices because it clearly just went left. And it's really sad that her mom passing ruined so many different aspects of her life or like just took away things that she enjoyed. It took her so long to sort of work through that.
0: I wish that she was able to have even her dad to lean on. Right. Like, in a way, I don't want to blame him because I imagine, I mean, he had to deal with it, too. Oh, I blame but him. But also, <laughs> I know, it's like, I'm too nice. I'm too, like, I am way too nice. I give too much grace. But, yeah, I mean, like, I definitely, like, I do blame him. But, uh, oh, it's like, I still feel, I still sympathize for him. Mm-hmm. Because he, he had to kind of figure it out, too. The, with the grief i i don't wow i'm i'm backing myself into a corner because i didn't make any notes on this and so i'm just trying to think it through right now um yeah she really needed a rock yeah and it's like shinobu wanted to be that but like she didn't want to put it on him it seems like mm-hmm. her dad
1: really should have been there he really should have yeah and i think if he was uncomfortable about like Because the thing is, the reason why it doesn't make sense is because we're not even getting into puberty. Mm. Okay, so this is like because the mom died when she was like what in elementary school, so this is before puberty. So we can't even play it off in a. I don't understand girls at this age because I've never gone through this. I've never had a period. Da 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 da. da. She's been dead for a, a while, and so it's kind of like okay, well, since the wife is gone, and you know of other like women. That were in your daughter's life or in both your daughter's life and your wife's life. I don't know why there wasn't a conversation of, hey, my kid is not talking to me and I feel inept. I don't know if this is just an emotional thing or if this is tied into her growing as a woman. Can you please help like, can you help us work through this? When this is just going to a woman in his life. This isn't him going to a grief counselor, which he should have done. Absolutely. Especially with her being so young. Yeah. Like, all I think
0: about is how, like, your brain is so far from being fully developed. And, you know, to have that kind of trauma, that's rough. You really need help with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, something else I wrote. So one of the choir women said that she doesn't know what happiness is at her age.
0: Yeah, that's what I have, too. Because Suzu just asks the choir members, you know, how can I be happy? And none of them have an answer. I think I was actually crying yeah. during that scene because that is just so heartbreaking. You have lived a whole life, decades of life, and you don't know how to be happy. Not one of the, what, five of you? You can't tell this young
1: girl. What happiness is? That's so sad. Right. Or at least lie. Just say it gets better. Plenty of people lie and say that and don't actually think it. But the sentiment is there. Like, I think to say that you don't know what happiness is and you're that old, Mm. big yikes. Big yikes for sure. Because what is the point? What is the point of life if you're going through the motions for so long and you don't know what happiness is? So then what are you doing life for? Right. What do you get out of it?
0: Does this choir bring you no joy? Is is those moments shared with those people not happiness to you? Right. Is the family you have at home? Not something that brings you joy. Right. Nothing. The food you eat. Like,
1: what is it all for? Right. It's so sad. It's so sad to me. I was upset because I, I mean, at that point, I mean, I know we were talking about, you know, like the dad's like shit because he could have went to this woman. But then again, these are the women he could go to and they don't know shit. Right. Right, which it's like, how do you not know anything? It doesn't BetterHelp. <laughs> yeah. this podcast is not sponsored by BetterHelp, but it should be. <laughs> it should be. I hey,
0: I use BetterHelp personally. There are a lot of mixed opinions on it in the world, but it has done wonders for me personally. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> BetterHelp,
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, better help. Yeah.
0: Speaking of better help, you know who needed that? Ew. Oh, that fucking father of those boys. He needed He needed jail. it a long time ago. He needed well, he needed better help a long time ago, but now he needs jail. <laughs> he needs he's it's too late for better help. It's he needs jail. You need jail. <laughs> oh my um, god. He
1: definitely Wait wait,
0: we went we went from better help to Bell Will
1: Help. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Electric chair, damn it. <laughs> okay, not electric chair. Um, maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah. Sorry
0: that that's um hot fudge. My bad. I didn't. No, no, it's to. okay.
1: I think Better Help for K the kids. The boy situation is Rocky Road, yeah, but yeah. like also hot fudge. The kids, the kids are Rocky Road.
0: Yeah, everything they're enduring is so 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 sad. The fact that he
1: wanted to hit Tomo. <laughs>
0: Oh, that little angel, literally.
1: You could tell Tomo is like on the spectrum. Yeah. Like, come the fuck on. Mm. You're really yeah. going to hit because he's singing? My heart breaks. Right. And I'm just like, didn't they say that his mama died? Did he kill the mama? <gasps> oh my God. I didn't consider that. I didn't consider that.
0: But yeah, they. the reason why Suzu was even aware of who they were was because she was like watching something on her phone and a clip popped up of the dad and his arms are around the boys who both are they're looking away from the dad and they're looking miserable and he's like yeah you know their mom passed away a few years ago but we've got each other that's all that we need or something or he said like the boys are happy and that's all that matters and they're clearly not happy right in the video clip oh my god i didn't consider that
1: i'm just like did he kill her or did she voluntarily go because of how he was acting because i just oh gosh
0: both are very plausible in like the most unsettling way
1: right right I felt so bad, you know, and the fact that Kay had to, like, go and save his brother. And that's when we find out finally what those bruises on his back were, because it just looked like abstract art to me. So I was just like, yeah, oh, this is cute. And then you find out why. and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. that is so sad. Those are just all of his, like, I guess, inward bruises because it's like his biometric analysis or something, you know. Mm. And so I think Rocky Road is that he's so strong because of all of the pain that he's enduring. Yeah. So that's why his avatar is that strong. Yeah.
0: And like Tomo, despite it all, is still so pure. Yeah. And his avatar is an angel. Oh. <laughs> bless tomo i love him yeah bless him oh my god i just have one more rocky road what about you
1: yeah me too
0: when suzu unveils herself in front of everyone on you for the first time and she was terrified to do it and be herself and she did it anyway despite what everybody would think and then everybody is singing along with suzu she was able to communicate the depth of what she was feeling and it's like the pain she went through losing her mother and also like how much she wants to reach K and like understand his pain and help him. She's like communicating this to millions of people through her voice and they help her carry this, this melody and all of this emotion because they're crying too. It's like the message reaches them even if they don't know explicitly what it is. Like that's One thing that's so beautiful about music Mm -hmm. is that you don't always need to be told exactly what it is, but the feeling will still hit you in your own way. Yeah. They're carrying this music for her when she was like too sad to continue and they helped her find the strength to go on. And I'm just like wiping my eyes watching. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. All of their lights were out Mm. and it was just a really beautiful moment that everybody just came together and wanted to support Suzu. And in supporting Suzu, they were supporting, like, Kay and making Kay feel as if, oh, maybe people do actually care about me and my situation and they actually do want to help. They're not just saying it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My last rocky road is Suzu finding them and then Tomo hugging her.
0: (sighs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know why I didn't put this in Rocky Road 2. I think I was just so in it when I was watching it. But absolutely. Oh my god, the way Tomo runs to her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just runs and hugs her. And I was just sobbing. I just couldn't. I felt so bad. And it was good that they were able to like hold on to her. I have other feelings about the scene. Of course. Of course. But I would say just Tomo hugging her and then K coming and then them all just basically hugging each other. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Do we want to run on
1: into hot fudge? Sure.
0: Okay. I, I almost wonder if we should, because we were talking about that scene, if you want to go right into it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Guys, let's set the scene, right? So... Suzu is determined to find Kay and Tomo, and so the choir ladies drive her to the train station. Suzu texts her daddy to say, "I'm going over to help this friend." She never met this friend before, whatever, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. goes over to find them, running through the street. She don't know where these people live. Thank God in plot. That she ends up finding Tomo in the street mm-hmm. and then K comes as well and they're all hugging each other. So then this big bitch, which is K's dad, K and Tomo's dad comes over and he is yelling and he literally cuts this girl's face and he's threatening to beat her. And then he sees her blood and then he runs off. My thing about this shit is if you know that Suzu, a minor, is going into a situation, a physically abusive situation. You do not know this man. You don't know who, what he's capable of. Like we said earlier, he could have very well killed his wife. We don't know any of that. Why would you, as an adult, let her go off by herself? Right. especially all the people who were with her,
0: all those choir ladies and all her of classmates. Those people, why were they like, yeah, let's send her on her own into this? That's okay. Right. She can handle it.
1: You, She can handle this man that's been beaten on his own flesh and blood? Mm. Why would he stop for her? Exactly. Which also, like, it made me confused as to why he
0: even cowered away from her when he saw the blood. Right. Like, if he is the way he is, he's terrible. I mean, I'm glad he did. It's not like I wanted to see him keep hurting her, but, like, it
1: felt like... Weird choices. It felt unrealistic because why didn't he kill her? Like, not to say I don't want him to kill her, but exactly. (laughs) Honestly, no, like that's that's terrible. But honestly, yeah, yeah, she's just a witness, right? It's just one girl who's going to stop him. Mm -hmm. And at that point, that's why it's like, why wasn't there an adult on top of it? The choir ladies, I don't really know. And this is also to her dad as well, because her dad's been shit this entire movie. Okay, he's been soft. He hasn't provided structure. He's asking her if she ate. Why don't you make sure she eats? Mm. But to allow your child To travel to another city on a train, you don't even know, like, is her location on? Does she have food while she's there? Does she have enough money? Who's picking her up? Who's taking her back to the train station? As a parent, why aren't you asking these questions? As a parent, why didn't that turn into, you know what, another one? See, this is why people should hire me. Why (laughs) in that moment of y'all going to the train station, did you not tell her daddy what was going on? So then her dad could go with her. Right. Her dad could go with her. So then it's like man to man is he, is he really going to go cut his daughter's face? Her face. How when she came back from the train station with the cut on with the bandage on her face and he's just like, "Oh, I'm glad we could talk again." You are a father. Your child has a cut on her face. You aren't going to ask how she got that cut? Right. Even if
0: he could take the next train and the choir ladies could just be there in the meantime to lend physical and emotional and mental support to these hurt children and suzu who's going there to defend them even if he was on the next train you know just tell him when and where how to get a ticket. Right. She shouldn't have been there alone.
1: She shouldn't have been there alone. It doesn't make any sense because why didn't they press charges? Y'all are talking about how they can't do anything. I mean, obviously he's a real, he's a young child. So he's not even old enough to be emancipated if they have emancipation in Japan. But in this situation, there's no way that you allow some grown adult man to physically harm or assault a child and he's not in jail. He's booked. Mm -hmm. And that would have been just jumpstarted the process of them figuring out what was going to happen, which even the way that the movie ends. Right. Hot fudge on that. How is this resolved? Yeah, there's a lot of loose ends. Her hugging those kids. She hugs the kids. What's next? Mm -hmm.
0: Abuse doesn't stop with a hug. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. With cowering away from one minor teenage girl. It doesn't.
1: Right. Because he might be fearful for a little bit, but he's going to start feeling lax when no cops are coming to arrest him for assaulting a minor. See, this is why the dead should have came. I just, I really feel like if you're going to introduce abuse into this film, right? If you're going to introduce like... Childhood trauma, child abuse into a film, you need to resolve it if you want the film to have an, a happy go lucky ending. Yeah. You can't just leave it to be like, hmm, you know, it's up for interpret. You can't <laughs> interpret that. No. The overall sentiment should be no to child abuse. Yeah. I really wish
0: that this had a tighter bow tied on it mm-hmm. because I walked away from my screen like i got up off my couch with all these mixed emotions when it ended i really would have liked something more solid yeah
1: do you have any hot fudge i think i have like one last one
0: i actually have three more okay one because we're talking so much about the boys situation i want to touch on this i okay how does hero just have live stream access of the boys and their dad. I just feel like some of the world building is confusing and not clear to me. I don't know if I missed
1: something mm-hmm. when I
0: was watching, but this is like the climax of the story. And I don't think I should have questions about the world building when we're reaching the climax of the story.
1: Right. Cause like at that point, did she access CCTV? And then it's just like, I don't know, maybe have a one off. It's straight out of their home. Like, are they live streaming? But she has, it looked like she had
0: so many different live streams up. Like, I am confused. frankly yeah
1: yeah no I think that's like a structural thing as well I think that it doesn't really make sense how they were able because how is he are they online all of the time like Right,
0: like, do you live stream when you're on you? Is that part of it? Why wasn't that made clear?
1: Right, right. Actually, yeah. But then they were still trying to find out who he was. So then it's just like, how are you able to- right, it's so weird. Figure out, like, you figured out that it was K, but then how were you able to gain access to his live stream? You would have to know what his, like, social media was.
0: Right, like, what are the odds that they stumble on a live stream of Tomo, a child- singing that song yeah i don't i just feel like something wasn't communicated as to how that was possible and so easily
1: yeah they could have cleaned that up yeah
0: yeah so one of my other hot fudges which is like a hot take not necessarily like rage there are things that happen so quickly in little bursts in this movie that i just i find it difficult to follow at times which is kind of like what i was just talking about but there's this part where there's a rumor about suzu and shinobu dating because he took her hand very briefly in the hallway yeah it's brought up way later in the film than when it actually happens but like everyone's super mad about it. And then there's this weird RPG sequence about Hiro and Suzu putting an end to the rumors. But it just feels like it's from out of nowhere because it happens so much later than them talking in the hallway in the movie. And I just don't see its purpose.
1: I feel like it was a throwaway, you know, because it doesn't really like the RPG part. It wasn't even connected to you. No, it wasn't. It made no sense. And so it was just kind of like, this is also internet. We can make this internet. Yeah. I know that Shinobu is liked, but is he liked enough to have like a Lobelia type mob? (laughs) Right. Like the Yuki Soma fan club. (laughs) To have a fan club where people are like, I'm mad at you because he held your hand. Like tough tits, bitch. If you (laughs) like him, why don't you go with (laughs) it? tell him right like fucking talk to him you know oh I'm gonna be mad at this girl this girl this girl y'all know she's traumatized she don't even look you in the eye mm. when y'all walk past her in the hallway Yeah. which to that point that was a light ice cream you scream for me I'm just like Shinobu, you couldn't pick anywhere else to talk to her?
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he literally could have, like, talked to her in private. Right. You know, you know her so well. Don't you think she would be more comfortable if it was just the two of you alone? Right. I mean, you've been watching her this whole
1: time. Yeah. So you should know she don't like to be around people like that. But no, you know. Yeah. Just like a man.
0: Okay, I have one more hot fudge, and it's the most obvious hot fudge from me that everybody was probably waiting for.
1: Ooh. Suzu went through all
0: of this, right? And she doesn't even get to have her own love story. Oh, she yeah. did, like none of that. It's made so crystal clear that she has feelings for Shinobu and that he likes her too. But we can't we can't wrap up that part of the story. I have like a whole paragraph. <laughs> so please forgive me.
1: No, no, it's fine. I feel like, you know, in the office when they just look off to the camera, like that's us right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, absolutely. This is definitely
0: our Jim and Pam moment right now. Yeah. I am confused. Again, confused is the big word for me for Belle. I am confused as to why they even introduced a love interest for Suzu if she wasn't going to attain love in the end. And I say, I feel like I say that a lot when we watch stuff. Like, why even introduce the love plot if it's not going to be wrapped up? I was trying to make sense of Shinobu being the Beast for the longest time, like I said, until it was evident that he wasn't. So I'm like, okay, so it's not a Beauty and the Beast romance. And like, I understand that not everything needs to be a romance, but her relationship or lack thereof with Shinobu kept coming up. So I don't know why they couldn't let her have closure at the end of this. And again, it's like, oh, it's implied that the opportunity for romance is there. And now he claims he doesn't have to worry about her anymore. But like, I just don't understand why media has to constantly dangle potential romance in our faces only for it to never come to fruition. Thanks for coming to my TED
1: Talk, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so mad. (laughs) I totally feel you because I feel when it comes to Shinobu and Suzu. They even randomly introduce with Ruka. Ruka says that Shinobu is like nurturing to Suzu. And I'm just kind of like, bitch, where? (laughs) Right.
0: Like, where (laughs) Where is is he? I didn't know that.
1: Him watching her... Is that nurturing or is that Edward Cullen? Come on. Right.
0: (laughs) Is this like Usui going back to Maid-sama or?
1: (laughs) Right. Like, how is he being nurturing? I don't, I don't see it. I feel like they introduce it and it's like, okay, I think even subverting expectation of Beauty and the Beast getting together. That's brilliant. Okay. I'll even give that a moment. Yeah, that's very cool. I think that's very cool. Yeah. I'll even give it a moment. Okay. The fact that this film is what would happen in Beauty and the Beast if somebody helped the prince when he first got cursed. Right. And that's beautiful. Very beautiful. But if we're going to have a love aspect to this, I think that it's really important to make sure that things aren't ending ambiguously. Like, we shouldn't have to just hold on to Ruka and Kamishin's confession and getting together as this is the romance component. Yeah. I think that there could have been like multiple layers could have been resolved. First off, the relationship between Suzu and her dad. Yeah. The dad could have taken more of a stance, right? I know that he wanted to talk to her. But honestly, like I said, outside of the fact that like she literally got hit by an abuser at that moment of I'm going to show you tough love and maybe that's what she needed to be like, you know what, I do have my dad and he's there for me or whatever. That could have been there. That could have been established. He could have gone with her to go save Kay or whatever. They could have done a lot more with that to make it feel not weird. I just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop with the dad. Like he must have done something abhorrent, terrible, just Crazy for her to be so standoffish and it's just that she doesn't know how to handle her grief and his grief at the same time. Mm. Then when it comes to Shinobu, okay, we established that he's watching her. Right. Why? Why why are you watching her? Like you had one conversation when they were like six years old, and then you were watching her. But then how is that you watching how does that help her? I thought they
0: were childhood friends. Yeah. Yeah. So It's not so much that I think he had one conversation with her. I think based on, okay, I don't know if it's just me writing the story in my head or based on context clues from the film. I thought it was that he loved her. So he was looking out for her from afar because he felt like he couldn't pursue that kind of relationship with her while she was still so deep in grief. And he wanted to give her the space to kind of,
1: I don't want to say, you don't really get over grief. To grow, I guess, with this. But then what do you love about her when she's grieving? I'm not saying people can't be lovable while grieving, but the majority of her life, you've only known her to be grieving. What is romantic in that for him?
0: Yeah, we don't have enough information to speak on it, I don't think. We, We don't know enough of how he feels towards her, except that he's a protector.
1: Right. I don't see how somebody's pain is attractive. Like... I get him liking her as a friend and wanting to look out for her. But introducing the romance part didn't make sense because of just how much Suzu disliked herself and how she portrayed that to other people and how she diminished herself. So for me, it's hard to reconcile that, oh, he liked her. And it's like, what do you like about her now in this state when you know that she has to get better? Do you like her potential Mm. of what she could be if she wasn't like this. And then in that point, you don't really like her. You like what you want her to be.
0: I don't know. And I always kind of go for, I guess, as positive a spin as I can. Yeah. I think that because he knew her before, too, and I know that they were children at this time. I don't know if it was... I don't even want to say that he loved her in spite of her grief or despite of her grief. Mm. I think that he just continued to love her and wanted to support her through it.
1: Right. I think that's the best way I can put it. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. I just don't know how that's romantic love. But I get where you're coming from and that he knew how she was before and he loved her through it all. I just don't know... Where I guess the switch is supposed to happen at the end of the movie where it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about you anymore. And so I guess at that point, it's like they could sort of pursue it. But I think that since she's able to take this courage to sing and to travel to this other town to save this child, then the most easiest thing you can do next is just to confess to this guy that's been... I guess, rooting for you yeah. this entire time. Uh-huh. I'm totally there. Yeah. Um, Do you have any more hot fudge or do you want to move into ice cream, you scream? I think I'm good. I think ice cream, you scream, yeah.
0: Okay. I actually have an ice cream, you scream that's really relevant to what we're talking about. Okay. So Suzu is denying herself of her feelings of Shinobu mm. to make, she assumes Ruka, And the other girl's happy. And I just feel like she deserves to follow her heart just as much as they do. And it would be up to Shinobu, who he chooses. And I feel like it's pretty clear that he would choose
1: her. Yeah. I mean, the way that it is, it's like... I know that this is supposed to reflect the turbulent life of an adolescent. Mm. You know, the highs, the lows, the I'm going to vomit in my hair, the (laughs) I'm singing this, you know, taking on other people's problems. I fully get that. I think when it comes to her denying herself, that's also the downside of her being on you so much is that she puts so much credence in what all these other people are saying. When at the end of the day, that's just noise Yeah You know Yeah Like they don't know Shinobu Like you know Shinobu And if they liked Shinobu Then they would have confessed mm-hmm. So hurting somebody's feelings Who hasn't confessed Does that really matter? Not really I mean in my opinion It doesn't really matter I don't think it does If they cared enough They would have done something about it And they didn't Exactly Um, What's one of your ice cream You screams? Hero liking the old physics teacher Girl what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like
0: Right. That
1: is concerning. What is going on at home? Why <laughs> Right. Why? I I just I'm Yeah <laughs> Big yikes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think that another like a quick one is just we mentioned it a lot. Grief counseling. Mm. Why didn't the dad take her to grief counseling since she lost her mom at a really young age? I think it would have helped because I mean, I had to sort of reconcile the fact that she was really young when she lost her mom. So a lot of the thoughts she was having they were that self-centered because obviously that was her mom and her mom's no longer here. But I think a counselor would have been really helpful in talking to her about the fact that her mom didn't choose a random child over her. Yeah, Her mom chose to save a life. That would have been lost and ended way too early because nobody else was doing anything. And also actually slight hot fudge on that. Why the fuck did none of... uh, There were how many other adults that were all like looking at the child? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, where is the fucking parent of the actual child? Like, where were you that somehow your kid got all the way across there? And it's like, you have so many adults and y'all didn't like... um, what is the word? Not monopolize, fraternize. When they, everybody gets together, like that word, when they all get together and do shit, like all of y'all couldn't just come together and be like, okay, like human um chain, somebody's going to do this and then get over to the other edge, bring the child over. Like, yeah,
0: I don't understand why it wasn't a community effort. Everybody's just going to stand there and go, oh no, that child's stuck over there. We're going to let this one woman... Go and try to do this thing that we're all simultaneously afraid to do. That seems like the right move here. Glad it's not me. Right. Like, fuck all you. Fuck all <laughs> like, of them. They didn't
1: call the police. They didn't call the lifeguard. There should have been a lifeguard if they're like that many people if you have that many people and all of y'all have those boat things you think there isn't a fucking lifeguard there's got to be or the coast guard or something yeah someone's got to be there you have phones your daughter was learning how to play the piano on the phone i don't know why you couldn't just call somebody right okay let's go do this or what is it like is it a bowie not david i think it's called a buoy buoy okay yeah (laughs) i I like bowie (laughs) (laughs) they put it on the kid and then they just pull her towards them or something yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah
0: i just have one more ice cream you scream it's kind of like a two
1: in one okay
0: i feel like i touched on this a bit in hot fudge so my my notes are as scattered and confused as the movie made me feel um (laughs) so um i feel like the sleuthing to find k's and tomo's location at the end of the film is accomplished way too fast Way too conveniently, like on the same note as my hot fudge. I feel like I was just suspending my disbelief too far sometimes in this film, watching this. And the same goes for all of the choir women just knew Suzu was bell the whole time. Like, that's also very convenient. I just felt like it was a little too much for me.
1: Right. It's like at that point, if all of those people can monopolize, not monopol, I keep trying to use whatever this word is. Got, y'all. I'm racking my brain for please it. Please tell me the word in the comments. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but all of these people are coming together to figure out who Kay is. Why didn't y'all use that same level of force to figure out how to get Kay and his brother out of that situation? Right, right. And then the choir leaders, y'all always knew that she was Belle. Why didn't you put more of an effort to get her to sing more, to get her to talk about why she feels the need to have this avatar and everything? Why didn't you do more? Y'all are just like standing back and letting these things happen and Yeah, it was just really, that was just tragic. I just didn't like that either. Yeah, not my favorite part, for sure. (laughs) Do you have any more Ice Cream You Scream? I think more could, I know that Justin lost his, his sponsorships, but I think more could have been done. Like I said, realistically, there should have been a delineation between who's a minor on the U app and who is a grown adult on the U app. And so the fact that he was going this hard against minors, I think there could have been more to it than that. Mm -hmm. I think he should have been unveiled. I would have been great to see. Yeah, he should have been unveiled. They should have talked about like cyberbullying. I guess new updates to the U app and everything to make it really safe and not just have random vigilantes on there. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's it. Oh, that's it for Ice
0: Cream you Scream. Mhm. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for going on this journey with us through
1: Bell. Should we say do we have like final thoughts on the film or? Yeah. I know that this technically is coming off we can say this is kind of a banana split type of review for Belle. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But I don't want you guys to take our critiques of it as like a full banishment of this film. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Not at all. I liked the movie. It's very beautiful. We watched the dub. Mm-hmm. Kylie was made for this role. Oh. Absolutely. She killed it. Perfect for it. The songs were beautiful. I think that the different emotions that were expressed were done fairly well. I just think that there are structural points that we couldn't really get past. That's why this can't be a float your boat type of review. This is a banana split type of review. Yeah. Ordering ice cream, you scream because of the abuse. But yeah. Right.
0: I liked the movie. I was just confused By a lot of the pacing and narrative choices. Yeah. Like I said, it's a really interesting modern take on Beauty and the Beast, and we have this platonic, even darker spin on it. Mm -hmm. Going into it, I did think I'd like it more than I ended up liking it, but I certainly didn't dislike it. I'm just left a little confused and slightly disappointed with what my expectations were. But I think the film is a really unique spin on a classic fairy tale, minus the fairy tale ending. Yeah. so with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Shoujo Sunday, and it is time for our patrons shout-out. So for our Sprinkles patrons, we have Peter, PJ, and Akemi. For our Whipped Cream patron, we have Mark M. And for our Hot Fudge patrons, we have Mackenzie, Aaron, Mark D., and AJ. Thank you all so much for being our patrons. Thank you! If you guys are enjoying Shoujo Sunday, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening to this, especially on Apple Podcasts, where you can write out a few words about what you liked about either our Bell Review, our Auron, our Maidsama, a Silent Voice, anything that you listened to that we have reviewed that you've enjoyed. If you want to leave a few words on Apple Podcasts, it would really truly help more Shoujo fans get to us and become part of our community. We have a discord server. If you would like to join that, it's in the bio of all of our socials, which you can follow us at shoujo sunday across all socials. And if you are interested in us as individuals, my name is Gianna Luna. And you can follow me at Gianna underscore Luna underscore. I have music coming out very soon. So please give me a follow on there.
1: And how about you, Chica? Yeah, if you want to follow me, you can follow Gianna at Gianna (laughs) underscore Luna. I no, i'm just kidding oh, but yes please support her music when oh, it comes you. out like i'm not playing with you guys i will be like chuck norris in like your tv screen i don't know and <laughs> at your door go and support her music but yes if you want to follow me you can follow me at chica supreme that's chica with a k and not two c's
0: thank you so much chica all right so we will see you guys in two weeks with something very new. Very, very new. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we will see you then.
1: Bye. Bye.